0: Welcome to the Grace City, Tampa podcast. My name is Alex Damari. Me and my wife, Brianna, are the lead pastors. Our vision is to lead people into a life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that today's podcast will build you up, lift your faith, and encourage you in the journey. Here's the message. Well, I wanna speak to you for a few minutes on hearing the voice of God. I know we heard a lot of things over Thanksgiving but I want to talk a little bit how to tune in to the channel of God's voice. I'm titling this The Commonplace, we're coming out of Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 through 5. If you want to turn your Bibles or your phones there, Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. And so where we're going to be in the scripture today, um, it's been 40 years since Moses has fled from Egypt. He's now married and he's the shepherd uh, for his father-in-law in Midian. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, 3, 5 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned? When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, saying, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. The text that I want to focus on is verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Turn to your neighbor and say, the commonplace, the commonplace. Y'all so quiet. Well, I don't know if you've ever been to a silent disco, um, but it's quite... I forgot to pray. Dear God, we thank you for this time. We pray that you anoint this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, David. Love you. All right. I don't know if you've ever been to a silent disco, but it's quite the event. I don't know if it's a game or if it's an activity. I don't even know where you would look for this. I would guess Yelp. But if you have not been to a silent disco... Basically, uh, the DJ, instead of playing it over the intercoms, he uh, plays it through the headphones that you have on. And you can go to different stations, so if you don't like this song, you can change the station and go to that song. And if you haven't ever taken your earphones off at a silent disco, it is very interesting. It's like people can't contain their excitement. It's horrendous to watch. Um, But sometimes I feel like this with God, that we're on two different transmissions, two different radio stations where I'm taking my earphones off because nobody else is speaking. Surely I can hear God's voice if nobody else is speaking. But God keeps his headphones on. And I'm like, God, it would just be easier if you would just take your headphones. But God is looking for us to get and tune into the station that he's on because there is a song that he wants to sing straight into your situation. And it'd be interesting in this text we see that Moses is faced with a bush that was on fire. it be interesting if we walked outside down the stairs of Central and we saw a bush on fire because it's not common that we see a bush or a tree on fire in the great state of Florida. But we have to consider where Moses was. Moses lived in the desert. It's hot, it's dry, there's a lack of rain. I'm sure this wasn't Moses's first time seeing a bush on fire. But there was something different about this common thing that might have taken place. The Bible says that the bush was on fire, but it was not consumed. In other words, although this bush was on fire, the structure of the bush was not affected and it caught Moses' attention. Moses was drawn to its survival, not its burning. The Bible doesn't say that Moses immediately noticed because he's a shepherd. The job of the shepherd is the safety of the sheep. If Moses takes his eyes off the sheep, he risks its safety. But in the midst of Moses' responsibilities as a shepherd, he still was able to notice that God was trying to meet with him. And my question to you on this morning is what in your life has your focus that you can't see that God is trying to meet with you? Because the question is not if God is speaking, it's what has your attention that in the season of our lives, the voice of God feels a little bit muffled. We have to be careful in what we classify as uncommon. Just because we haven't experienced something doesn't mean it's uncommon. Just because we are unaware of something doesn't mean that that's not taking place around us every single day. Just because we are in denial doesn't mean that it's not true. Just because we haven't noticed the miraculous work of God does not mean that there's miracles, not miracles happening in your life every single day. We just haven't noticed. It's no coincidence that you went to the doctor's office and you were just going for an annual checkup and they ended up diagnosing you with something that you weren't expecting you go back the next week and they can't find any trace of that very thing that they diagnosed you with it's no coincidence that this time last year you had a low place in your life couldn't get out of bed but now even though you're not hundred percent you're at least able to press your way into the house of god and if you know anything about god you know that's just who he is that's just what he does. He used everything that happens in your life as a means to speak to you. If we would just turn aside, leave the path and the plans that we have for our life, notice God in the common conversations and the everyday experiences, we would start to hear God's voice in everything, and we would start to hear his voice everywhere. Yeah. I think sometimes we only limit and think that God makes appointments with us on Sundays or during city group season. But what about when city group season has ended and there's seven weeks in between and you can't join any a city group? There is time to still join to be a leader if you want to. Shameless plug there. And what happens when the holiday comes and you're with family and you can't make it to Sunday service? Is God not speaking? No, he's speaking. He's just waiting for us to hear his voice. Within the common burning bush. Because within the common burning bush. There's something uncommon happening. Within the common burning bush. God wants to give you insight. And details. On things that will help you deliver the nation that you are in. The neighborhood that you're in. The city that you're in. The street that you're in. Within the common burning bush. God wants to give you insight. On ways that you can break some generational patterns. So you can break some generational patterns curses and deliver the generation that's going to come after you within the common burning bush God wants to let you know that you don't have to worry about the next step that you're going to take you don't have to worry about the next job you're going to uh, take you don't have to worry about the next move or what you're going to do after you graduate all you need to do is know that God will be with you every step of the way and within the common burning bush God wants to answer your most desperate questions. I want to give you a little background on who Moses is. Moses is the main character within this text, Exodus chapter 3. Uh, Moses was born a Hebrew in Egypt. He's born a Hebrew in Egypt during the time where the children of Israel were still in captivity. Under the leadership of Pharaoh, who was the ruler over that land. Pharaoh is a position... There was a person filling that role. Whoever was filling that role was very fearful of the children of Israel because there were so many of them. To the point that he issued an order to have all the baby boys killed. And in order to keep Moses safe, his mother put him in a basket, put him in the Nile River, very responsible. And eventually Pharaoh's daughter found him. Hired a Hebrew woman who ironically was Moses' biological mother to raise him in the palace. So day in and day out, Moses is watching his people being beat, mistreated, abused, and he couldn't really do anything about it. So eventually, he murdered one of the soldiers that was beating on one of his people. To flee away from the consequences, he flees to the place that we are in the text now. Fast forward, we're observing God having a conversation with Moses, telling him to go back to the very place that he fled from. To deliver the very people that he murdered for. Could it be that we are afraid to listen to the voice of God because we feel that he's going to tell us to go back to the very places and to the people that we've been running away from our whole lives? I think it's interesting that God still chooses to speak to Moses despite his reputation, despite what he is known for back home. God still chooses Moses. What does this tell us on this morning? This tells us that no matter what our past looks like, our past can never be a barrier to hearing God's voice. What does this tell us? This tells us that no matter what our past looks like, our past can never be a barrier to God choosing us. Now I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God chose me. I don't understand why he did it. When you look at my past, I un- don't understand why God chooses to speak to me, why God chooses me. But I'm just so glad that he chooses me. Is there anybody in this house that is glad that God chooses you no matter what you've known? As back home, God still chooses you. No matter what you've done, what you've said about people, guess what? God still chooses you. Anyone? Does anyone have any way? Praise that God chooses you anyway. I don't know why. He sent me here from Georgia to Lakeland, Florida, to Tampa, Florida, but I'm so glad that he did. I don't know why he chose Brianna and Alex Damari, sent them from Seattle to here, but I'm so glad he did. I don't know why he chose John. Everybody knows John is from Brooklyn. I don't know why he chose John to come here, but I'm so glad, I'm so glad that he chose me. He didn't have to do it but he chose me. I think it's tough for us to listen to God's voice because we're listening to his voice in all the wrong places. We feel that God is going to crack open the sky, stop heaven and earth, and speak to us directly. But God is just waiting for us to hear his voice in the commonalities of life. Great city, Tampa, don't you see that something's a little bit off about this bush that's on fire? Or you think the conversation that you had at King State was a normal conversation? No, that was God trying to get you to wake up and pay attention. That was a God-ordained conversation and you missed it. God doesn't just use things in our lives randomly. God specifically designs you to be in specific places within people's presence so not only that they can speak to you, but that you can also speak to them. God is trying to get you to pay attention. One of the hardest things to do is to pay attention. That's why we have speed bumps to get us to slow down and pay attention. That's why we have the little rigged things at the end of the roads worse than my alarm clock. They call it the sweet sound of safety. I call it the trauma of safety. But it's there to get us to wake up, get back in our lanes and pay attention. I feel that God has this in the yeah. spiritual world too. He puts things in order. He gives us the word. He puts us in a church home. He puts us in a city group because he wants us to wake up and pay attention. Sometimes the key to hearing God's voice is just paying attention. When we love God, we pay attention. When we pay attention, we hear God's voice. That's the power of prayer because prayer pushes you to pay attention. And if we pray according to how God teaches us to pray, then our attention towards his voice will become greater and greater and greater. God is just trying to get us to pay attention. I remember I was on my way to work and I was trying to get my little playlist together because I didn't want to be playing with my phone while I was driving safety, you know, the sweet sound of safety. And I thought I had chosen a good playlist, but then when I was driving the song, there's a miracle in this room, came on and I was wrecked, Tasha Cobbs, just began to wreck me right in my SUV. I don't know how I got to work, but I got there somehow. That's what they call it, D-U-H. It's called driving under the Holy Ghost. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Or, or have you ever been at the gas station and you remember a time where you didn't have gas and God just reminds you the places that he's brought you out of and you just quietly begin to thank God for the places that he brought, out, brought you out of. You no longer fuel your gas halfway, but you're filling it all the way because the gas prices has gone down and you, God has shown himself to be a provider. Or have you ever been cooking? And God just begin to put a song in your heart, and you just begin to sing, and you make that place around you a place of a sanctuary because you remember the time. Places that he's brought you out of. My favorite place, don't judge me. God, speak to me in the restroom. When I'm taking a shower, God can use any place, anywhere, God can speak to you. I told you, don't judge me, and I see you judging me. (laughs) God can use anywhere. Or have you been at your job, and you just needed a job, and and slowly your, your boss begins to say, hey, we have this position open. And slowly you begin to work your way up, and you're like, I just took this job because I needed a job. And now you find yourself at a manager role, and higher, higher, higher. God is taking you places higher and higher. God can speak to you anywhere. He can speak on your job. He can speak in the restroom. He can speak at the gas station. God can speak to you anywhere. He's just looking for you to pay attention. And I'm so glad that God does not wait until Sunday to speak to me because there's some times where I need a right Now, word, there are some things that I've gone through where I said I cannot wait until the 930s is 930, 930 service. I need a word from you right now. I need a Monday word. I need a Tuesday word. I need a Wednesday word. I need a Thursday word. I cannot wait until Sunday. Does anybody in this house need God to speak to you right now? The service is done. I need a Monday I need a Monday word God will speak to you anywhere I think it's interesting how God reveals himself to Moses it's different from any person that he's revealed himself to before Moses before Moses you can see God just speaking to the people whereas now we see that God is appearing to Moses a little bit differently the Bible says that the angel The Lord appeared unto Moses. Bible doesn't say that God appeared unto Moses with the bush in the fire. He says the angel of the Lord appeared. The angel of the Lord appears, God speaks. The angel of the Lord appears, God speaks. Why doesn't God just show up to us? Why doesn't He just audibly speak to us? I think that if we were the only ones on this earth, it was just me and God. I don't know if he audibly spoke to me that I would still be able to hear him because there are so many things that we find even when nothing is around us to fill the void that only God can fill. So God uses modes in the Bible. You see God uses pillars. He uses clouds. He uses angels to speak because he knows that he's speaking to a materialistic generation. And that the only way that he is going to speak to us, if he puts people in our life to directly speak to the very situation that we're going through. Moses noticed. God spoke. Moses answered. Moses noticed. God spoke, Moses answered. You see a little pattern happening here. When Moses noticed that the bush was not consumed by the fire, God spoke, and Moses answered. It would have been no good if God did all of that, appeared in a a bush in a fire, and he speaks, and Moses would not have responded. It would have been no good if, if Moses would not have responded. As we see in the text, he says here i am it may have threw him off a little bit but he had at least the ability to see that something was off about this common thing that might have taken place god spoke and moses responded i want to ask you on this morning what is your response to god go ahead ask your neighbor ask your neighbor what is your response ask your neighbor what is your response i know i told you to ask your neighbor but what's your response but that's what we do in the church all the time we look to our left we look to our right to ask what our response should be when god is just looking for us to respond to him immediately saying god here i am i don't understand the details i don't understand why you're sending me here i don't know why i'm in front of these people but i'm going to just trust you with my life i'm going to relinquish my will over to you and god i'm going to say here i am lord send me I'll go. You don't have to worry about sending someone, someone else in my place. I'll go. Send me. Send me. I'll go. And as the band comes back up, you would think that God would just give us the details to everything. But do you think that Moses would have gone to the places that God sent him if he knew every single detail? Come on, do you think that God would have sent Moses with every single detail knowing that he was going to have to look at a sea and part a sea? Come on. I don't know if I would have gone to the places that I've been to if I knew every single detail. I don't know if you would have gone to every place that God has sent you if you knew every single detail. Because within the details, there are some scary things That happened. Within some details, we face our most wanted fears. Within the details, we face things that we've been running from our entire lives. So there's a mystery to God that God doesn't reveal all of himself to us because we may not trust him fully. But if you could just see on the other side what God had for you, you would trust God every single day of your life no questions asked it's a mystery to God that God doesn't tell Moses the fullness of what he has in store this last verse in verse 5 it says then he said do not come near take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground And I'm sure Moses now is expecting God to do something grand or say something grand. But all he says is, Moses, don't come closer. Take your shoes off. Because the ground that you are standing on right now, this is holy ground. And I hear your heart beating. I'm not going to tell you to take your shoes off and lift them in the air and we'll we'll worship. But what I want you to understand Is that every place that you can go, or every place that you go, we can make it holy ground. And what makes a place holy ground is when God is in the midst. Moses had walked that land, I don't know how many times, probably time and time again, and he never had to take his shoes off. Why did he have to take his shoes off now? Because God was in the midst. What makes a place holy ground is when God is in the midst. God is in the midst everywhere, especially if you are a believer because God is on the inside of you. If I'm in the kitchen, God is in the midst. If I'm in the restroom, God is in the midst. I don't know if he wants to be in that midst if i'm at the gas station god is in the midst if i'm at my job god is in the midst why because he's down on the inside he's down on the inside i love how god just shows up out of nowhere in the text he doesn't really make himself known apart from the angel appearing in the bush But it just shows out of nowhere. Moses was minding his own business with his little sheep. And here God comes. Giving Moses a word. Not just for him. But a word that's going to deliver a nation. Moses was giving. God was giving Moses something called confidence. To be able to approach the things that he's been running away from his whole life get his people out of captivity and bring them along the journey i'm so glad god chose moses despite his reputation as a murderer i'm so glad that god chose moses i'm sure moses did not think that years and years and years later that we would be at great city tampa talking about him and i'm sure when god speaks to you The the word that he gives you, you think it's a simple word. The word that God gives you, that word is going ablaze from generation to generation to generation. Never take for granted the places that you are in. Never take for granted the conversations that you have. Never take for granted the experiences that you have. Because those experiences and conversations... Be the very thing that leads a generation out of captivity. And as we stand all over the room. What makes this experience different than any other. Is that God is in the room. The word that I want you to get on this morning that God will speak to you in everything. God will speak to you everywhere. It's just up to us to be aware. It's up to us to turn aside. Leave our responsibilities and the plans that we have for our life. Notice something different about the common burning bush. And respond to God's call. What makes this experience different? God was in the midst. What makes the rooms that you walk in different? God is in the midst. What makes your job environment different? I know you complain about your job, but what makes it different is that God on the inside of you is in the midst. Every place that you put your feet becomes holy ground Because God is in the midst. I can only imagine what the disciples thought when Jesus said that he's going to go to prepare a place for them. I'm sure they're like, I'm losing my best friend. I'm losing my pastor. I'm losing my mentor. I'm losing the voice of God. But God assures them. That he's leaving something with them. That will be greater than he could ever be. He left them with the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of the living God that is still working miracles. That is still speaking. That is still giving words to people to prophesy over you. That is still... Speaking to a generation to deliver them out of captivity. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, sometimes you may have some seasons of, of dryness or drought, that's the importance of being involved in an environment like this. Because in those seasons of drought, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of someone else can revive and remind you of what's on the inside of you. I know you're in a dry season, but when you get yourself in a community of people that are baptized and have the Holy Spirit, it begins to awaken something on the inside of you and remind you that the voice of God is with you every single day speaking to you even when you don't notice I'm reminded of Mary and Elizabeth when they were pregnant when they got in the room together Mary was pregnant with Jesus Elizabeth pregnant with John when they got in the same room something on the inside of them began to leap when John on the inside of Elizabeth got in the presence of Mary who had Jesus on the inside something began to stir in elizabeth because he recognized that the son of god was in the room what would it look like that in a in a room that lacks joy and a room that lacks peace and a room that lacks kindness and a room that lacks long suffering that you walk into the room and something begins to change in the room because Jesus is in the room. It's not you that's doing the work, but it's the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you doing the work, changing the environment, changing the temperature. If you would just let the Holy Spirit that is down on the inside of you change an atmosphere there will never be a time when you can't hear the voice of God that others can't hear the voice of God with every head bowed and every eye closed. This now is an invitation to you that if you have never surrendered your life to Christ, you have never said the sinner's prayer, you have never had an experience or heard the voice of God, I think the first step to hearing the voice of God is giving your life to Christ so that the Holy Spirit can dwell on the inside of you speak to you daily remind you to get in the Word of God so that the words of God can remind you what saith the Lord so the first step is giving your life to Christ. And on account of three, if you have not done that, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that he is the Lord of your life. He was born of a virgin birth, he walked this earth, did life with people like you and I. He died a gruesome death on the cross, he was beaten for us, he was bruised for you he died but three days later he rose again so that we may have eternal life if you believe that confess in your heart believe believe in your heart confess with your mouth mouth you will be saved on the count of three i'm going to give you that opportunity one two three just lift your hand up if you want to surrender your life to christ you've never made that decision That's the best decision that you will ever make. Hear me. That is the best decision that you will ever make. Welcome to a life of hearing the voice of God. It's the best life that you will ever have. I'm not saying that there won't be moments that the voice of God seems a little bit dim. But when you get into an atmosphere like this, there's people around you that will remind you of what the voice of God sounds like. With every hand lifted in this place, there may be some of you in this room that have given your life to Christ and you're like, I still can't hear the voice of God. What do I do? These are some simple, already known practical steps. But the importance of getting in the Word of God because these are simply God's Word people have written these words but it was inspired by God. I believe the words of God can pierce every heart, can change every heart and remind you what saith the Lord. When you can't hear the word, the when you can't hear the voice of God you need to go to the word of God because that's where his voice becomes evident. In your life when you can't hear the voice of God get in a community surrounded with people that have been where you've been who have gone through what you've gone through that can remind you what the voice of God sounds like when you can't hear the voice of God get in a city group so you can get around people who will remind you that he is all that matters in your life your job doesn't matter. The food that you eat doesn't matter. The people that you have in your life at your job, they don't matter. All that matters in this moment, Monday, all that matters is God Tuesday. All that matters is God Wednesday. All that matters is God Thursday. All that matters is God Friday. All that matters with God Saturday. All that matters with God is God. And on Sunday, we get to get in a community to remind each other that God is all that matters. So as we lift up our hands, lift up our voice, remind each other as we sing these words that God is all that matters. Tune into the Holy Spirit. Begin to hear the voice of God. He is all that matters in this moment. It's just you and Him, nobody else. I know we're in a room filled with people, but it's just you and God. Take off your shoes because you are standing on holy holy ground. Thank you for listening to the Grace City, Tampa podcast. Stay tuned for more weekly messages from our church.